Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, unwanted pets and relatives, welcome. It's your favorite obscure social studies teacher, Mr. Palumbo, and this is the Professor Liberty Podcast. Man, it's good to be alive today. I hope you guys are having a good Monday. It's good that we can still share our opinions and our thoughts, like how I'm doing so in this podcast. And it's good we have things like federalism. Huh? What? What does federalism have to do with anything? Man, I'm telling you, if we did not have federalism, which for those that don't know is the dividing up of power between local, state, and federal government, we'd be in even worse shape than we currently are now. Imagine if elected officials could just declare something so. And the whole country, from the least to the greatest, had to obey. Kind of like what they're doing now with all these mask mandates, but it could be even worse. No checks and balances, just decrees. And if you don't comply, you get fined or thrown into jail or worse. I'm telling you, folks, the wisdom of the founders is a blessing that just keeps on giving. Just a reminder, if you'd like to email the show, the email is professorliberty1776 at gmail.com. Okay, I'd like to do a good old-fashioned Motivational Monday episode. We haven't done one of those in a while, so I thought, what the heck? You know, when I look at the analytics uh, of the podcast, you know most listener traffic, uh, the most traffic I get come from those motivational episodes. So don't forget also that Professor Liberty's motto is to educate, inspire, and restore. So we try to find ways to encourage and inspire folks through history and other means. And no, restore isn't some veiled way to say we want to go back to the good old days. Now, I will say and some followers know this, I'd love to go back to some aspects of the good old days. You know, when America was the land of freedom and opportunity, a place where you, if you had drive and determination, you could do just about anything. Uh, 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 Mr. Plumbo, I have a question. Uh, what about racism, Mr. Plumbo? What about all this white supremacy, Mr. Palumbo? Uh, you know, uh, if you want to go back, do you want to go back to that stuff too, Mr. Palumbo? You want to go back to, to racism and segregation and Jim Crow? You know, you know, all white people are racist, Mr. Palumbo. Whoa, 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 whoa. Boy, you had, somebody had their CRT Cheerios for breakfast this morning, didn't they? Restore in the context of Professor Liberty simply means restoring those principles of government that made America great. Limited government based on the consent of the governed outlined in the Declaration of Independence written by Mr. Jefferson and described before him by philosophers like John Locke. That is what we want to restore. Because in a diverse nation, the only way to ensure domestic tranquility is to allow people maximum freedom to follow their own dreams how they see fit. Uh, uh, no more questions. On to the show. 
So there I was in my normal predicament every Sunday afternoon. You know, that situation where I need to cut a podcast and I have a thousand other things on top of that to do, such as preparing for next week's instruction for school. And I have no idea what to talk about. Now, this isn't because there aren't a plethora of topics. Remember, we defined plethora a few episodes back, so don't forget. But it's difficult because I really strive to discuss things that, one, I feel are important, and two, aren't being discussed by everyone else. Even though we dive into politics here on this podcast, I honestly try to avoid overtly political topics. Take Afghanistan, for example. I could easily cut a podcast right now, no notes, on the debacle that is unfurling before us. But there are countless people, podcasts, news channels, and propagandists out there right now talking about it. Anyone who has followed Professor Liberty knows where we stand on Afghanistan. It's not Biden's fault completely. It's Biden's, Trump's, Obama's, and Bush's fault. And I really hope that this debacle and this, this nightmare of, of just chaos and, and pain and violence and distress brings home again the eternal truth that government sucks. Government does not know how to do anything particularly well other than control and restrict freedom. And yet here we are. After Afghanistan falls by the wayside and it, and it goes into the obscure darkness of the annals of history, we will again think that government's going to save us and let's give government more control and let's give government more power and then they're going to screw something else up and then they're going to swoop in and save us from the thing that they screwed up in the first place. Okay, man, am I ever going to get to the topic today? I am. I will. Right now. Here we go. You know, we live in a world, if you haven't noticed, we live in a world of victims and complainers and whiners and excuse makers. I mean, heck, look at President Biden. Afghanistan is an unmitigated disaster and he takes zero responsibility. It's somehow Trump's fault. Uh, You're the president, dude. Whatever happened to the buck stops here. You know, everyone has an excuse. Parents blame teachers. Teachers blame administrators. Criminals blame the cops. If something isn't going right, we blame something other than ourselves. And what we really like to blame are the haters. We like to blame the people that are keeping us down. The man. The man is keeping us down. Right now, it's really hip to blame white people. White people are the reason that I am facing so many challenges in my life and all the bad decisions I've made is because of white people. I want to say this. If you are not where you want to be, if you are experiencing more challenges than other people, I have one thing to say. Prove the haters wrong. Silence the opposition with your actions, not with your words. Prove to the world you belong where you do. You know, my favorite football player, 
<laughs> and I hope this is all making sense. But anyway, my favorite football player, the GOAT, the greatest running back to ever lace up a pair of boots is Barry Sanders. Now, don't give me this crap about Emmett Smith. I don't want to hear from the Cowboys fans. I don't want to hear from the Bears fans about Walter Payton, which probably is a very close second in my humble opinion. The GOAT is Barry. Now, we can go into stats like over 15,000 yards rushing in under 10 seasons. Emmett Smith had to play 14 to get past where he is. Or his 2,055 rushing yard season back in 1997. Man, that was a cool year. But you know what I loved about Barry? There was no flash. There was no trash talking. There was no complaining. There was no making a scene. There was just getting the job done. Period. Barry would make grown men, professional football players look silly with his moves and his running ability, and when he scored, he would simply give the ball back to the ref, and he would head to his sideline. Barry Sanders proved he belonged, not by complaining, not by virtue signaling, not by making excuses, but getting the job done. The world runs on merit. Not crafty words, not catchy tweets, merit. In other words, ability, value, worth. What do you bring to the table? You know what's ironic about professional sports uh, becoming political is that everyone on the team, let's talk basketball, everyone on the basketball team belongs there because of their skill. That's it. It's not because of their race or their lifestyle it's because they contribute to the team. I find it kind of funny that when basketball players talk about they need to be more there needs to be more diversity in the workplace or in other areas, did you know 75% of players in the NBA are black? So maybe some of those black players should lead by example, step down, resign, and let players of other races uh, take their spots in the say in the name of diversity. If they did that, which is a stupid idea, by the way. What do you think would happen to the quality of team play as well as the quality of play around the league as a whole, the game? It would suffer. Why? Because regardless of the color of their skin, the players currently on the roster are considered the best. Their skill is what matters. If you base their inclusion on the team by something other than their skill the team will suffer. But we got to get away from this victim mentality. This idea of I'm not where I want to be because of something else. Because of racism. Because of sexism. Ladies and gentlemen, that's just a cop-out. In today's America, an America where a black guy by the name of Barack Obama was elected president twice, there is no excuse and just so I'm not rambling on here with my own, quote, opinions, unquote, let's look at some historical examples, and we'll keep it in the realm of sports. Take a look at heavyweight boxer Joe Lewis. Did you know many claim Joe Lewis was the first African American to be widely admired among whites? Biography.com writes, in 1938, after beating James Braddock and taking the title, Lewis met Max Schlemming, 
in a rematch that the American media portrayed as a battle between Nazism and democracy, though Schlemming himself was not a Nazi. Lewis's dramatic knockout victory in the first round made him a national hero, unquote. What won the American public over, you might wonder? Why, why did they like Joe? It was his attitude and his skill. Joe was a sportsman. He was naturally reserved, and he was a winner. He didn't gloat when he won, and he let his skills do the talking. And here's something else to consider. Unlike today, where there's equality among blacks and whites, Joe won whites over in a time where most of them didn't want him to succeed, they didn't want him there, and they didn't want him around. They didn't consider him equal. He knew this, and guess what he did? When World War II broke out, Joe Lewis enlisted in the legally segregated U.S. Army. Did he come out against racist America like many professional athletes do today? Nope. He actively fundraised for the war effort and even, as I said, enlisted. When asked why he would enlist in a racist country, he replied, and I love this, he said, quote, America has a lot of problems, but Hitler isn't going to fix them, unquote. Let's take a look at Jackie Robinson the first black major league baseball player. He faced a ton of racism, a ton of challenges, haters, criticizers, people who didn't believe in him, people who didn't think he belonged on the baseball diamond with white players. He's got a great quote. He says, I don't think it matters what I believe, only what I do, unquote. And with great personal integrity and strength, he broke down barriers and proved that he belonged. And we've already discussed the African-American ladies who proved they belonged when the country needed them for NASA's, for NASA's Gemini space program. I believe the name of that episode is Respect is Earned, Not Legislated. So maybe you have big dreams and people are laughing at you. Prove them wrong. Maybe you're facing discrimination because of the color of your skin. Prove them wrong. Maybe you're the only woman in the engineering program. Prove them wrong. Prove you belong there. Maybe you're the shortest guy on the basketball team. Prove you belong there. If you're experiencing resistance, or for, for lack of a better term, haters who don't think you should be where you are, prove them wrong, not by flapping your gums. Here's something for young people, if you're listening to this, here's what I want to tell you. Complaining is never going to be seen as a virtue. I don't care who you are. I, the human psyche isn't going to look on complaining with good eyes, with, with, with reverence. Okay, now I know today you're getting sold a bag of goods that you're supposed to go on and get a hashtag and, and woe is me. Nobody respects that. Nobody respects that. You know what people respect? Getting the job done. Prove through your actions that you belong. Stop complaining and get out there and do it. The world runs on merit, folks. No matter who you are, no matter what you look like, no matter what gender you are, there's only two. If you have the skills 
and you contribute to the team, you will be accepted. And don't let the haters determine who you're going to be anyway. You know, the only way you cannot have somebody who disagrees with you, the only way you can have uh, all your friends like you is you're a person with no convictions and you're a person that hasn't taken a stand on anything. If you don't take a stand on anything, then nobody will ever criticize you. Aristotle is quoted as saying, there's only one way to avoid criticism. Do nothing, say nothing, and be nothing. Here at Professor Liberty, we seek to educate, inspire, and restore. If you like this podcast, please go to Apple Podcasts and give us a five-star rating. Also check out our lessons, activities, and other educational materials at TeachersPayTeachers.com. Until next time, go throughout the land and proclaim liberty. Liberty.